right, welcome back, everyone, to Free Talk Live Radio, where you control the airwaves, which you could do so by calling in at 855-450-FREE. F is in freedom, that's 855-450-3733. And in studio, we are joined by... It's Ian. And I'm Vincent. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm going to try and do something different today, where I've I've reached a, a corona fatigue, and I'm surprised mm. it's taken this long. And I'm sure for everyone else, it's 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 struck way way sooner. But uh, because I mean, and it's difficult too because like I on one end the news is saturated with coronavirus news, and also news related to the coronavirus and the government shutdown spawned by it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, and I, I feel that it's important to talk about other things, right? Especially more positive things too. But also, I feel like it's negligence not to talk about some of the awful things going on. So I'm going to see if we could try and strike a balance tonight, and uh, you can too. If uh, you know your thoughts and phone calls are always welcome, I'll give a number out again: eight fifty five four fifty free. F is in freedom. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. But luckily today we get to begin with some good news and this is uh actually this is as of today texas supreme court orders dallas salon owner released as abbott bans jailing citizens for lockdown violations oh interesting and uh shelly uh shelly luther is her name and i saw yep. a video she has been released from prison as of this wow. or, no, not, not prison from jail as of this afternoon there was a um ra- uh, a pseudo rally outside of the um outside of the jail so via Texas Supreme Court on Thursday ordered the release of salon owner Shelley Luther, who was jailed for opening in violation of the state's rules as Governor Greg Abbott issued an executive order retroactively eliminating jail time as a, as a consequence for violating the state's coronavirus restrictions. And this is from a foxnews.com by voice. So I wonder if he did this, one, out of the goodness of his heart. Or two, he realized just how ridiculous it was, you know, arresting people for, you know, just trying to feed their families. Or three, the outcry was so large and mm. so loud that he was, it's political. He was forced. Yes. Yeah, it was political. He didn't want to look bad. Uh, given, I, th- I think I heard this woman had raised uh, $500,000 last as of sometime yesterday. Oh, yeah. Her GoFundMe yeah. got a lot of money, definitely. Uh, so, like, that's something that politicians will pay attention to, right? Like, if this person is not only getting media coverage, but there's also a significant amount of money behind this person, then they are going to be thinking uh, twice. Now, there's also another, I would say, theory here, and that is that uh, the the idea is that these are not actually enforceable legally anyway meaning that all of this is essentially a big bluff like even within their own system like look i think as a voluntarist that you should be free to live your life how you want if you want to go and open your business and not wear masks and do whatever it is you want to do with your business as long as you aren't you know hurting anybody cool do it i think you should be free to do that and i think that even within the system's own crappy rules a, gover- a uh, governor's orders, I'm going to put quotes around that, orders don't actually apply to you, right? Because a governor is the head of the executive branch, correct? Yes. Like if you you know go back to elementary school or middle school or whenever it was that they taught you this stuff, there was the three branches of government, executive, judicial, and legislative. And the idea was the legislative branch would make laws, pass them, 
and then the governor signs them, and then they go into law, and they affect everybody. Now, I think that's a bunch of hokum myself. I don't believe in the system. I don't consent to it. But if we take the system at its face value as to what it's supposed to do and supposed to stand for, when a governor issues an executive order, that's supposed to be for the executive branch, meaning he can order around his subservience, meaning the state police or the, the cops or whoever it is that's in the uh, the executive branch. So when a governor writes an order about what you're supposed to do, that it's ultimately nothing more than a strong suggestion. Now, of course, we've seen that suggestion being enforced with violence in some states, but yet here in New Hampshire, it has yet to uh, to do that. In Texas, they did put this woman in jail. And now the governor has reversed that. Now, is he doing it just to make uh, make himself look good? Is it just a political stunt? Or did he realize that they were going to lose if this lady went to trial? Uh, that's, that's a good point. And I, I, I also remember I saw uh, in the news were some rumblings from the Justice Department uh, and that a, I think it was Attorney General Barr was threatening to go after states that had too draconian of policies. Which just sounds ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, just, just you know, for a long time listeners of this show, you know, it sounds ridiculous, right? The, Fed, the federal justice department is going to crack down on states for being too draconian in for measures. But I, I think, I mean, that, that's what they announced. So that's, um, I think, that also might have played into that. So she was released from jail Thursday afternoon today. Well, that's interesting that he was able to do that too, because I was speculating yesterday that I didn't know if he had the power to do it. Well, the um, the Supreme Court of Texas ordered the Oh, release. it was the court that did it. Okay, that explains yes. it then, because I didn't think the governor would be able to override uh, a contempt of court charge, uh, quote, and he didn't. Throwing it, so his, uh, his statement here is, Throwing Texans in jail who have had their businesses shut down through no fault of their own is nonsensical. Well, yeah, it's, it's a fault of your, your government. Mm-hmm. It's nonsensical, and I will not allow it to happen, Abbott said in a statement, although you know, he, it, it did. but Well, that's the thing. She went to jail for contempt of court. Yes. She didn't go to jail for violating the governor's order. So his statement here of... We will not put anyone in jail for violating the uh, governor's order about this. Well, you haven't put anyone in jail yet for that. Yeah. So, you know, he's just going out there and saying what might have already been true, which is to say that they wouldn't have a legal leg to stand on if they put you in jail for opening up your business and violating the governor's order and you challenged it. You should be able to win that in court. And I think he knows it, and so he's using this as a political opportunity to score points for himself and look good, when in point of fact, he's just pointing out what's been true the whole time. Oh, absolutely. And he's not alone in this. Via the state's Attorney General Ken Paxson and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick called for Luther's release after she was jailed by Dallas County State District Judge Eric Moyer. The official said he had abused his discretion and emphasized that the woman was keeping her business open in order to feed her family. Well, I don't. What I'm interested in is, did the Supreme Court actually release a statement? Because that's the really interesting part about this to me is the woman was jailed for contempt of court. So remember, contempt of court is whenever you do something against a judge's order. And in this case, the judge had ordered that she cease and desist with opening her business because the judge had issued some sort, or one of the judges, had issued some sort of a thou shalt not run your business in Dallas order. 
And so she was in violation of a judge's order, which is why she went to jail. So I'm I'm interested to know, and I don't know if it's if this story no, covers not in it. This article about but I wonder Court. if the uh, the New Hampshire, New Hampshire, the Texas Supreme Court actually made any kind of statement, or did they just quietly release her? So uh, if you know the answer, you can call in our numbers eight fifty five four fifty free like freedom because ultimately, the Supreme Court I don't think has to worry about politics like a like a governor does you know they probably aren't running for those offices they're probably being appointed to them so it does make me wonder what their rationale was for it that's a good point yeah i'm trying to find um trying to find a specific statement from it um it's uh just just on the fly it's it's um yeah, on the hard. fly, it's hard, but uh, I, I mean, I'm hoping look. that, you know, Texas is, a, well, I mean, it's, some parts of Texas are solidly red, and, you know, you have the types of people who, like, oh, believe in the Texan Republic and believe in the whole, like, you know, Blue Lives Matter and they worship the police. So I'm really hoping that this instant, instance will wake a lot of these people up and realizing that the police in Texas are just as tyrannical as, like, the police in California or some blue state and realizing that the, you know, they it, it wasn't... It wasn't the local office, right? I mean, it was the local office, the local law enforcement and local judge who were the ones abusing their power. But, I mean, in this case, it's what they call, like, an excru- uh, not excruciating circumstance, but a very special circumstance that got the governor to, the, you know, the governor and the Supreme Court to um, help release her. But, you know, this isn't going to happen for everyone. It certainly hasn't um doesn't happen too often either. So I mean, I have to say she should. Uh, she's you know really, um, really lucky to experience this. And I mean, hopefully, I hope she takes some of that five hundred thousand dollars and sues them anyway, because she did go to jail for some amount of time, like two days or whatever it was, and she should be compensated. Absolutely. I don't know. What, what do you think? Should she just be happy with the money, or should she try and get compensation? Eight fifty five four fifty free. F is in freedom. It's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everyone, to Free Talk Live Radio, where you control the airwaves, which you can do so by calling in at 855-453, F is in freedom, that's 855-450-3733, and in studio, we're joined by... It's Ian. And I'm Vincent, and uh, we're going to just continue in a little bit into this article here, and she, uh, Miss Shelley Luther, is still required to pay a $7,000 fine, but you'd never guess... Who has opted to cover that fine for her? But first, I want to talk to you about local.bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin Cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. It's local.bitcoin.com. So now, Ian, you said you have the uh, statement from the court? Yeah, so it was reported on whichever one of these sites we were talking about earlier that it was a, quote, temporary order, but that's not what it is. It is a, and I've got the actual court document here from the Supreme Court of Texas that is essentially a response to a habeas corpus request. So for those who are unfamiliar, and I'm not an attorney, okay, so this is going to be a really crappy explanation, but a habeas corpus says, we want to see the body. It's Latin. 
And it's, it's essentially what happened was her attorney said that she is illegally being held and they filed this with the Supreme Court. And as, as one of the commenters points out here, quote, Meanwhile, black men are thrown in jail for an ounce of pot or for missing jury duty, but Karen chooses to go to jail for a political statement. And alas, the Texas Supreme Court intervenes within 24 hours. Uh, so, I mean, she's definitely getting uh, some, some attention here that is unusual. And uh, so anyway, this order is in reference to a habeas corpus request essentially her attorney said she's illegally being held for this contempt order and the court tentatively essentially agreed with that but it is not like she could in theory be put back in this case is not closed basically what they've done is they've released her on a personal bond so she's out on bail basically from this uh, judge's orders. This is the strangest, one of the strangest situations with contempt I've ever heard of because it's very rare for any other judge to intervene with a contempt sentence. Because again, as we discussed, I think briefly last night, contempt is an inherent power of the courts, the Western courts. It's just sort of this thing that's unquestioned with judges. They can just do it and get away with it. Um, so in, in this case, only other judges can put a stop to it. So the fact that the Supreme Court has weighed in is very interesting. And so it does say to the sheriff that they are commanded to release Shelley Luther on her personal bond and in the terms of conditions of the law, and that she shall comply with the final decision of the Supreme Court of Texas. So there has yet to be a actual decision made here. This is just essentially a bond release from contempt, which I've never heard of before. And so, I mean, it, you know, strange time was when when the going gets weird, the weird turn pro. Uh, these are definitely strange times. And she's uh, she's not out of the woods yet, Ivor. She's still no. ordered to pay a fine of thirty five thousand dollars. Thirty five thousand dollars. Thirty five thirty five hundred. Excuse me. Thank you. I'm really glad you're. 30, and that's to whom? To uh, the uh, city. It was the um, yeah probably I believe the judge ordered it. I thought the judge wanted seven thousand. Well. It's thirty-five in it, so pay a fine of thirty-five hundred, mm-hmm. along with five hundred dollars for every day her uh, salon is open until Friday, May eighth. And see. so the Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick actually tweeted out seven days in jail, no bail, and a seven thousand dollar fine is outrageous. No surprise Texans are responding. I'm covering the seven thousand dollar fine she had to pay, and I volunteer to be placed under house arrest so she could go to work <laughs> and feed her kids. Oh isn't he so noble? I mean, I'll you know, I, I like hope. I I guess now that he said he would pay the fine, I guess he's got to because if he doesn't, then he you know. But um, so I uh, probably a, a stunt. But um, all right, you know, good for him, right? Because she's already you know she if it would look horrible on the court if you know this woman who's uh, made national news saying how she violated the law and you know faced arrest to feed her children, and okay, you know she's allowed out, right? She's not going to be you know in in that filthy jail full of co- coronavirus. But, but is she, she going to keep opening? Pay. The pl- is she going to keep the place open? That's the big question. Well, that is a good question. Well, because uh, they're hitting her with five hundred dollars a day fines, that's going to be pretty well, brutal. She could open as of tomorrow, I believe. That's when the governor is allowing salons to uh, to open. May oh, 8th, there's a certain day where it's you can. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I see. and that's why a lot of these uh, people, like I don't not, not badge bunnies, but to the people with Stockholm syndrome to the government, you know, for giving her grief. They say, yeah, well, you know, I agree with a principle, but why couldn't you have just, just waited wait a, a week? Few, yeah, just wait a week. Uh, you know, just tell your kids they're gonna have to starve for a few more days until the governor says you could uh, reopen your business. Um, so yeah, that's out of Texas. I mean, not the best news, but at least it's not as bad as it could have been. 
Uh, and so this is this is uh, this hour. It's going to be a tale of three governors. So here we have uh, coming fo- um, FoxNews.com again. Governor Cuomo of New York, Andrew Cuomo, surprised most New York coronavirus hospitalizations are people who stayed at home. What? Well, geez, Ian, this doesn't make any sense. I thought they said we got to stay home in order to save people's lives and be safe. Well, actually, according to, now I'm not a doctor, but according to what I've heard, if you stay inside, you don't go out, you don't get any fresh air, you don't get any sunlight or whatever, you're actually more vulnerable uh, to catching something nasty. Hey, whoa, well, that's a conspiracy theory. Where'd you hear that from, Mike Adams? No, I don't remember where I heard it. Well, I mean, probably, Ron you know, Paul, I think it was. It's, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's Dr. Been, Ron Paul. I've, oh, that's a very good point. I, I mean, I've been hearing that, I mean, I think most of us have been hearing, uh, hearing that since we were young, or I don't know, I, I, I agree, you know, a different culture I come from, where, yeah, go outside, get some sun, get some fresh air, because, you know, the uh, recycled air, that's why so many people would get sick during travel. Well, for many reasons, right, being exhausted and such, but also you're in a sealed area you're in a tin airplane yeah and or you're in an aluminium can and the air is being recycled someone sneezes all that particles go out same thing on the inside if you're using air conditioning or which is why wearing masks on planes is like what's the point yeah well yeah yeah i mean you're gonna breathe everything in and it's already hard enough to breathe on planes but um so uh so yeah so and it's not just planes now it's at your actual house New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced on Wednesday that 66% of the state's new coronavirus patients were sheltering in place at home before seeking medical attention in hospitals, calling the statistics shocking. Um, They're disproportionately older, but by the way, older starts at 51 years old, he says. But if older starts at 51 years old, then that's a large number of us old folks in the state, in this country. The data was taken from a three-day survey of 113 New York hospitals, covering more than 1,200 patients, according to Cuomo. We thought maybe they were taking public transportation, and we've taken special precautions on public transportation. But actually, no, because these people were literally at home, he added. Only 4% were taking public transportation. Hmm. 2% were walking. So of people who were hospitalized. Cuomo also said only 17% of the patients were employed, and most patients were not considered to be essential workers. 37% were retired, and 46% were unemployed. Much of this comes down to what you do to protect yourself, he explained. Government has done everything it could. So, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> you, know, because you did anything. Society has done everything it could. Now it's up to you. Are you wearing the mask? No. Nope. Are you doing the hand sanitizer? Are you staying away nope. from older people? Says a man who goes to his press conferences not wearing a mask. It's uh, it, it's it's an absolute farce. It, it, I feel so bad for anyone who's living in in New York State, let alone New York City. Um, and how are, how is your governor handling it? Is your state better or worse off than most? Eight fifty five four fifty free. I don't have a governor. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. This is Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Welcome back, everyone, to Free Talk Live Radio, where you 
control the airwaves, which you can do so by calling in at 855-453. That's 855-450-3733. And in studio, we're joined by... It's Ian. And I'm Vincent. And before we get to the phones, I want to talk to you about Intercoin. Now, thanks to Intercoin, every member of a community can receive a periodic airdrop of money they could use on necessities. This UBI could be funded by outside donors or by the community democratically voting to gradually inflate their internal money supply. Community currencies powered by Intercoin enable communities to help their own without waiting for the federal government and without disincentivizing paid work. The arrangement is completely voluntary and democratic. Now, Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the internet and in meat space. We think that it is important here on Free Talk Live, so important that FTL accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from Intercoin Inc. for advertising. Now, if you think freedom is important too, check out Intercoin at intercoin.org. You could invest in this project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps share its future. That's intercoin.org. Intercoin.org. And now we... And now we go to uh, indigestion, Ian. Uh, now we go to the phones where Matthew in Louisiana is patiently waiting. Thank you for the call. What's on your mind? Ooh, by the way, before you no. go on with that, Hold Bitcoin on. just crossed $10,000. Bitcoin just crossed $10,000. Wonderful. All right. Sorry about that, Matthew. Uh, uh, thank you for the call. Hello. Hello. You're on the air. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, congrats on Bitcoin holders. Um the governor's Louisiana, uh, Bell Edwards, he's kind of the middle of the road. He's not the worst. And it varies from parish to parish. Here in Jefferson Parish, you wouldn't know that much is going on if you look at the traffic because it's about the same as normal, if not mm-hmm. actually a little bit lo- uh, higher. Huh. Uh, every morning I go to work because, you know, I- I'm working on and off uh because the uh, the guy I work with, uh, his wife came down with the woo flu, and so they're trying to keep us socially distant. So I don't carry back uh, anything to my wife, who is Mrs. Louisiana comorbidity 2020. Uh, hmm. But the um, Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office is very light-handed on anything, really. I saw in Kenner. Uh, uh, a bunch of uh, young uh, men out there playing football. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Endangering people. And did, did the police uh, intervene and stop that dangerous plague-spreading gathering? No, I think they showed up to bet on the team. <laughs> <laughs> now, the um, the thing that is amazing to me is that there is basically a treatment for this disease that is... Mm, like 99% effective if applied in, you know, the first presentation of symptoms. And yet the news media is not heralding this good news from the rooftops. And what Instead, is that? They keep back, oh, that would be hydroxychloroquine, mm-hmm. zinc sulfate, and uh, azithromycin. Now, you can use ZPAC as a substitute for azithromycin. Mm-hmm. And it was studied in France. It was effective. It was studied in uh, uh, there was a Texas nursing home where they gave it to uh, 
40 patients and all the staff took a preventative dose hmm. and they lost like one patient. And that may or may not have been the Wu flu that did that. Um, and that was just the hydroxychloroquine, not with the zinc sulfate. Uh, and you see this being used all over the place, and yet the news media continues to act as though one viral in a person with a comorbidity, which, let's face it, in the United States, that's 60% of the population. One 60% viral. of the population has a comorbidity? Which well, probably obesity. Yeah. Oh, obesity. Obesity, right. Uh, well, Diabetes, high blood pressure, whether you've diagnosed it or not, you've got it. Mm -hmm. uh, well, what do you think the reason is? Why do you think the media is ignoring this? I think they like empowering tyranny myself, mm. just between you and me. It could also be that uh, the other theory is that the other treatment, which is proving promising, is Mizavadir okay. is, uh, yeah, good, good luck saying that five good times luck I don't it. think it'll catch on. But thank you for the call, Matthew. Uh, yeah, appreciate thanks. it. And yeah, I mean, I absolutely 100% agree. The reason why we're not talking about it, and also the media is attacking anyone who talks about any sort of potential cure, right? Now, Trump brought up hydroxychloroquine first. Um, they attacked him for it because I think it was like known as an anti-malarial drug. Uh, and was I think I remember you brought this to my attention, Ian. The uh, the FDA sent a letter of warning to Alex Jones because he was selling silver products, silver mm -hmm. antiviral products. Which well, wasn't he making claims about them? Well, I mean, his his claim was that his products would kill the coronavirus, which is true. I mean, if you expose a virus to silver, it would you know it, it would kill. The uh, yeah, I mean, it, it would kill it. That's why the pioneers would put silver dollars into their milk to make it last longer because of its antiviral properties. And, and you know, Jones would sell colloidal silver and all of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like they don't want the, the media doesn't want any sort of hope out there, right? And I mean, I understand it's important to be uh, to be cautious, right, with like placebos or mm -hmm. things that aren't going to work. Well, but placebos will work. Well, I, I mean, they're very effective. I, I I'm talking about for something like like something that actually works compared to like works well, physically not not mentally. Work. Oh, I, I mean. see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I understand the caution, but at the same time, they're going saying like, oh, we can't do anything until there's a vaccine that comes out, right? In 18 months or, or that's what or whatever. they're saying in California. The governor there says uh, this is the new normal, and it's not going back. And uh, exactly, yeah. And then Trump, uh, to his you know, Trump to his credit, is saying that he hopes things will go back to normal, like total normal, right? Total normal within three months. I saw, and the them hyping the vaccine is what. That, that's what's enabled their tyranny because with a vaccine there's, all, there's going to be in Canada I know there's a big push and probably in the United States there's people who are pushing for mandatory vaccines because they believe in this herd immunity thing that if 99 out of 100 people have a vaccine and one person isn't vaccinated then everyone is at risk right which does I mean for the way I learned about vaccines it doesn't make any sense at all like what's the point of taking something if ev literally everyone else should be forced to or otherwise it won't work um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just they don't want any hope out there. Um, so thank you for the call. 855-453-F is in freedom. It's 855-450-3733. But um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, if, you, if you'd like to call in. But yeah, I mean, it is. Um, we, we, I mean, like uh, we, we got to be cautious, uh, cautious, too, because um, they're just going after anyone who even uh, talks about any hope 
that this coronavirus isn't as bad as what the media is saying. It's not all the doomsday scenario, but you know, hydroxychloroquine works, which you know, according to this caller, he said uh, this the um, study they did at the nursing home, which is really where they should be doing the study. So that's where the majority of people, mm-hmm. uh, at least in Quebec, are dying is in the uh, elderly um, nurse, the you know, elder care nursing home. And it was Governor Cuomo of New York who said that nursing home employees had to go back to work right if they if um yeah so i mean that's a part of people are saying that's why there it's been so bad in new york and also i saw i saw some headlines that the reason why there's resurgences of coronavirus all around the country is or it could be traced back to people from new york leaving the state right so this Hmm. is the governor who gets all the praise right over saying he could you know we're saying that he could be the vice president, he could be a presidential candidate, you know, last minute to replace Joe Biden. I don't think that's realistic. And yet and they say, oh, you know, he's 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 being held as the standard, even though he's totally botched it. The most amount of deaths. Uh, I'd, I'd say he's been one of the most incompetent uh, state governments in regards to handling this thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. But, um, you know, actually, the government's not the bad guys. We're the bad guys because we refuse to put on our damn masks. Mm. And we'll get into that. Coming up, 855-453-F is in freedom. That's 855-450-3733 if you'd like to call in. Uh, This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live Radio, where you control the airwaves. You can do so by calling in at 855-453-F is in freedom. That's 855-450-3733. And in studio, joining us is... It's Ian. And I'm your host, Vincent. And before we go to the phones here i just want to tease some of the upcoming articles we will be getting into and as i said it's a tale of actually not a tale of three governors this show it's a tale of four governors because we have yet to talk about the uh in it was the imperious leader gretchen whitmer and her uh, michigan state officials consider gun ban after armed protesters Mm. and we have governor moonbeam of, is that California? Yeah, of California. Yeah, <laughs> apparently they, I, and they called it back because he, the guy's like a firm believer in UFOs. And at the really? time, yeah, I, I think it was him. And at the time, Go- Governor Newsom, I was like, whoa, whoa, that's that's cool. Maybe he'll get the truth out about UFO back when I you know, still believe in, in um, aliens. And then, no, he, he's just like, yeah, he's, he's what you'd expect from a governor of California. But uh, waiting very patiently on the Discord call-in lines, we have Ms. CJ, if, if, you know, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing it, calling in all the way from Uganda. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, What's on your mind? Yes, I uh, thank you for accepting my call. You sound good um, tonight. A lot of times we you, can barely hear you, so you, you must have a good internet connection today. <laughs> today, you changed the network provider, maybe. That's why I'm sounding better, I think. All right, good. Uh, thank you very much for the work you're doing. I'm Jora Mwesige. I work for a libertarian organization. Actually, a think tank that promotes libertarian ideas in Uganda. Thank you for it's that. It's called Action. Oh, <laughs> this is always. Uh, but uh, 
<laughs> Sorry, you yeah, started, to, you started to break up there. What What was the point of your call tonight? What were you calling to share? We We are in East Africa, and uh, the part of the the part of what? What were you calling to share? What What did you want to say on the radio tonight? Go ahead. Yo, I wanted I wanted to talk with you about coronavirus in in Africa, especially in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Yes, Uganda has had a hundred cases so far. Nobody has died so far. Good. But I, yes, that's great news. Glad to hear that. Yes, but uh, that has come uh, with a lot of costs in terms of liberty and. Economic liberty and actually economic liberty and abuse of rights. So, what has the Ugandan uh, government been doing there? Because certainly in the United States and in other places, we've seen restaurants being forced to close, businesses of all sorts being forced to close. Are you seeing that happen there? Is it worse? What's going on? Uganda is under the lockdown now since May, lockdown. since March 18. Okay, it's under lockdown. No public transport. Most of the business were closed, but some a few has been opened partially. Those which have been deemed essential, which of course, of course, all businesses that are living someone are essential, but the government has proved them not essential. So it's because the most same of Ugandans have. It's like the governments all around yes. the world are using the same playbook. They're shutting down every business unless they deem them so-called essential, causing tremendous economic destruction. And it's one thing, uh, you know, Vincent, to live here in the United States with an, a tremendous amount of wealth, right? Like we've got all kinds of things here that we take for granted. We've got cars that are everywhere. We've got heat. We've got, you know, air conditioning. We've got all kinds of things that are just like normal to us. And then over in certain parts of Africa, they don't have a lot of the, you know, the comforts that, uh, that we do here in the U.S. And when you see the same kind of level of crackdown happening in a place that's already poorer to begin with, imagine how much more difficult that makes life. Of course, everywhere crackdown is is the order of the day. Government yeah. takes things for granted. Do they Ugandans, have any? Do they have any plans to reopen up yet? Have they announced anything? Of course, the government is is looking at the cases. Is is looking at the cases. How the cases are rising? Of course, we cannot tell the government is plan. But the people are very poor, as you know, Africa. Mm-hmm. They're agitating for opening. And um, I heard that the there's um, uh Well, I just wanted to ask because I hear one one concern from like the UN is that there's there's a risk of since. The, you know, pretty much a world, the entire world economy is shut down. There's risk of famines in some of the more um, uh, like at-risk areas in, in um, like in Africa. Is Uganda facing any any issues like that? Of course, Uganda has a poor population. Actually, ninety percent of the population is almost poor. So if you close if you close the economy, the people will be in terrible trajectory. People in Uganda earn from months, actually earn a living each day. If they earn from hand to mouth, mm-hmm. they don't have, they, most of them do not earn a salary. When the government closed, actually it is a terrible year. People are crying to the government each day. And most of them have come out to demonstrate, telling the government closing down is not the option. There should be a leeway. You said they're coming down to, you said the people are demonstrating. something to eat. 
You said the people are demonstrating. Yes, Has but, the government cracked down on the demonstrators? Of course, of course, people have been demonstrating, and government has been cracking them down. And some of the people are in prison. Oh, Actually, man. here it is, it is a crime. It is a crime against murder. It is attempted murder if an, a politician is seen by the government giving out food. Oh, so man. most of the people here are fearing even to give their neighbor food because the government, you cannot come out publicly and give food. Wow. You have to give them secretly. And some of the politicians, like MPs, are in prison. They have been actually tortured. Some of them are in coma because they are trying to give people food. So it's kind of challenging and people are coming out on the street to tell the government, you give us some alternative. Or if you cannot give us a chance to go back and work, so give us food. Because even the government right now is, is going to the private sector asking for food and actually getting actually passing supplementary budget to buy food. And the food they are buying is not enough. You know, the food with the government is always, I mean... Well, the government fails government at everything, right? Corrupted. I mean, the government always fails. The food fails. they are buying is not enough. It's not good. Some of the food is rotten. Oh, everything is not going, going well, actually. So the parliament, the, uh, I mean, the parliament, the executive and the courts are all fighting for actually... The money related to COVID-19 and the Ghana has actually borrowed from you said they're fighting the, $21 million the, from IMF to inject in this COVID-19 pandemic. So you so said the, the situation in is, Ghana actually is not you that said they're, right. You said they're the, fighting over the, the government the money has gone the IMF? to deprive people from liberty. That sounds awful. Thank Absolutely. you for sharing that tonight with us. Hello, Mr. can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. I don't know if we're able yeah, to Yes, or um, anything else you'd through. like to add? We might have lost. Yes, I'm saying. Yes. Yes, is there any, yes, yes, you're here. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, 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 yes, I'm saying the government has gone on to deprive people of their liberty using a disadvantage. You know, we are living in a dictatorial government. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. We, are living under, we are living under a, a constitutional dictator. So the government has taken a, a, an advantage and hiked and actually grabbed the situation and use it to whatever actually to prolong its its power. Yep, that's true it's all around the world. We're the seeing citizen. it happening everywhere, so, Musige. That is the dilemma we are in as citizens. The government, instead of fighting, of putting on measures to help the lives of people, they're using coronavirus to, to assert its, uh, its power. To yep. assert its power. Absolutely That is true, the kind but... of the challenge actually we have here. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you very much for the call. That's true uh, everywhere. It's happening everywhere. I mean, it's the exact same thing. And uh, yeah, and, I mean, in, in, in this country, they just straight up say, you know, in this country, a, a so-called, you know, uh, d- democracy or, you know, con- constitutional republic, but a so-called democracy, you have politicians on the television saying, never let a good crisis go to waste. And I mean, I think it's just it's um, such a shame that that's what uh, the people there have to um, have to have to go through with. I mean, it's. You know, I mean, like, obviously, much of Free Talk Live this past several months has been dedicated to us complaining about what the government's doing here. But um, it's, it's even a bigger tragedy what's going on in the uh, developing world. Mm-hmm. And it's um, you're, right. but you're, that's me. You're not going to hear about that on the mainstream media. You're not going to hear about this whole coronavirus, no. uh, you know, uh, um, pandemonium, pandemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, being used all around the world for governments to crack down, take people's rights, especially in China. 
um, arresting dissidents, and also of a famine, too, by the whole world economy shutting down. You're not going to hear about that. No, you're going to hear about how you and I are bad people because we're not staying staying inside and wearing masks. Coming up, going to be talking about the I went out today. Governor, Governor Moonbeam saying that life is never going to uh, get back to normal. Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now, with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app and add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then, install it at a real-life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Free Talk Live radio, where you control the airwaves, which you can do so by calling in at 855-450-FREE, F-R-E-E, F is in freedom. That's 855-450-3733, and in studio, we're joined by... It's Ian. And I'm Vincent, and before we get to the loaded phone lines here, we... <laughs> We, uh, something fun of me, um, have some, uh, I'm just going to tease some news coming up here. Uh, you wouldn't guess what's killing more people in the lockdown in Australia than the actual virus. Some that's bad hmm. news, you know, so yeah, it's, I, I know I said I wanted to have positive news, but that's some, um, uh, it's bad news, but it's, it's news that we need to cover. Cause I think it's going to start killing more and more people in this country. Um, and so we, it's not kangaroos. No, no, not not no. not yet. Um, it's not not mating season for them yet, or so, I, I don't know. It's actually yeah, the um the seasons are you know you know the seasons are the opposite down in the southern right. hemisphere. So right now they're, it's I the think fall. It's, it's fall, yeah. Um, so uh, are the murder hornets are they something that we should be worried about on top of coronavirus? We we'll covered definitely... that one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Via uh, what the AP? I don't know which story it was, but it was Monday night. Monday night. All right. Well, actually, uh, I have a news article from AP on that. And um, oh the short boy. answer is no. The murder hornets are likely not going to be a big problem for individuals. They could be a problem for the bee population. All right. That's it's uh, one less article we're doing tonight. Thanks, Ian. So uh, now we're going to the uh, on-air call-in lines where we have Dave from New York on the line. Thank oh. you. What's uh, what's on your mind? What's he mad about now? Not really mad about anything. I'm I I I'm sick of people wearing these stupid masks because unlike some people, I refuse to wear a mask because I like to breathe. People like you know laundromats are telling you to wear a mask. You know gas stations. The laundromat. No 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 no. The local laundromats. They say oh go to wear a mask. Go to wear a mask. Yeah, well, screw them. I like to breathe. Well, now, wait a minute, Dave. I'm gonna just going to play devil's advocate here. I, I actually agree with you, but I'm going to try to play devil's advocate. Uh, are you saying you hate old people and want them to die? <laughs> virus. It's a scam. It's a hoax. Ian. There is no virus. 
Well, I don't well, know if I uh, if I would go that, that far. That's I mean, a pretty extraordinary claim, Dave. That needs that requires extraordinary evidence. Well, how do you provide evidence of a thing that doesn't exist if it indeed doesn't exist? So that's right. You have to prove it exists, Ian. But I don't know if it does exist. I just am presuming that what these people are saying that the thing exists is true. Um, it's just I don't really care. Afraid of death? Huh? Afraid of murder? What? You're I like first syllables are death. getting cut off. All I, I heard was murder. Not afraid of death. I am afraid of murder. He's not afraid of death. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, who who do you think might murder you, Dave? The police for not wearing a mask. I am just saying, you know. Uh, well, two questions here. I I I I I will not wear a mask. I will no longer wear a mask because I like to breathe the v- air. Those are the statements. Air has been around since since like dinosaur age. Air has been around <laughs> since the dinosaur age. And number two, what's the name of the song that goes wow wow wow? <laughs> that, that, that's that's a wrong. This is the wrong show uh, to be asking. I'm I'm not sure, Ian. Do you know the what the band song? is? Rebel Inc. I don't know which song it is offhand. Rebel I N C. There you go, Dave. Yeah, because you know I I, I refuse to wear a mask right. because I like to breathe. Yes, he's, I like re- to breathe. he's repeating himself now. So All I think right, that's well, the third time. He fa- said thank the you, same thank thing. you for the call, Dave. Um, yeah. Uh, if so, you don't have questions for Dave, you got to end the call. You, uh, you've got to ask. Well, just, no, I, I have questions for him. I don't. He he didn't answer any of them. Like who he's afraid of murdering him. Right. Um, yeah, if you can't get him to answer any questions, you got to end the call. Probably the. I mean, probably he'll just repeat himself. Like New York cops. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they start killing people for not wearing masks. Um, so here we go. We're going to JT in Pennsylvania now. Uh, welcome. Thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Um, speaking of things that exist and don't exist. Okay. I kind of had to write this down, though, for what it's worth. I'm calling about the woman in Texas yeah. with the uh, beauty parlor. Good okay, for her. And the, uh, this heroic is, lady. What, this is, what's that, sir? She's a hero because she opened her business without asking permission. So much Shelly Lufer. Yeah. I'm going to try to clear something up okay. that is going to be unclear. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the habeas, uh, and I'm reading now, so excuse me for if it sounds sort of um, like I'm reading from a script because I mm-hmm. am. <laughs> the habeas corpus was clear in her case, okay, because she opened her business and she she tore up her order, so she was in contempt. So that habeas corpus is clear in this case, as far as I know. One judge cannot rescind a contempt charge handed down by another judge. That's this silly. was the superior, the Supreme Court. So apparently, yeah, the Supreme but, Court but, can. Uh, release a no. Although they haven't canceled the contempt charge, it sounds like they want to have a yeah. hearing. Yeah, yeah. Here's the legal problem. She she got released on conditional bail, mm-hmm. bond, whatever. Okay. If, if if the city manager where she lives, this is the legal problem, had declared a state of emergency, then all ordinance would be superseded by that state of emergency. Meaning, habeas corpus stands, and it doesn't at the same time. Because there is, is and was essentially no ordinance to violate. Therefore, she's guilty of nothing. And here's the twist. Well, no, she's Even guilty of court. She's, she's guilty, if you want to believe this, the state position, uh, the judge's position, of contempt of court because the judge, man in a robe there in, uh, in Dallas, ordered her to cease and desist with running her business. So she violated that I, order. I, I, um, I would have to agree with. The judge on that case, but the twist is that 
even if the latter court were to show habeas corpus, um, that that could constitute double jeopardy, um, violating an emergency order is another matter. And as far as the contempt charge, where's the double jeopardy? It's already been overturned by another judge. Where's so the where's the double jeopardy? Here? Walks, where's the double, the double jeopardy? jeopardy the double jeopardy is that she she can't be charged with nothing twice. Well, she wasn't charged with nothing because she wasn't. First of all, uh, she was. Now, look, I'm not an attorney. Are you? Um, yes, I am. You are an attorney. And I'm trying to. Yes, and I'm trying to explain it. Okay, I'm trying but, to explain it. So then, am it's, I? It's, it's, wouldn't I be correct in saying that a contempt of court? charge isn't the same as a normal charge it's just a power inherent with the with a western court system absolutely and i've never i've never heard of any other case and maybe some other attorney has or someone else has heard of a case where one judge or it doesn't matter if it's a higher court uh superseding uh them wait a minute does double jeopardy apply to contempt of court no, it does not. I didn't think there, it did. No, uh, there's there's nothing in uh, there's nothing that I've ever heard of where one judge can just arbitrarily overturn contempt, and she's guilty of contempt. Okay? Well, this is so the Supreme she Court. Can, she, if anyone well, can overturn that, contempt, so, it so would be the double jeopardy twice. Well, hold on. Yeah, if right. anyone can overturn contempt, I, I would agree with you. Last night, I said I don't think the governor can pardon contempt, and I, it doesn't look like he can because he didn't. Uh, but uh, the Supreme Court is higher up than this judge, whoever he was, whichever district court uh, judge in Dallas that did this. So I would say, in theory, yes, they could overturn his contempt ruling, and it sounds like they, at the very least, have temporarily released her from jail with the possibility of permanently overturning his contempt ruling. That's the way it's looking, but the, the case uh, yeah. isn't done yet. We'll give you the last word, yeah, JT, because, quick. Excuse me? I'll give you the last word, JT, quick. Oh, I was just, I was just going to say, um, at the most, maybe she has a civil rights case, but she, there's no way she can sue the city. No, they um, didn't, the city didn't but, act but on she, her. But she, she, clearly has a, she clearly has a civil rights case there, and that would be up to a civil rights lawyer to decide that. Yeah, and I well, hope she, she takes it. I hope well, she, she Yeah, she has plenty of money with this uh, GoFundMe, too, so hopefully she does. So if this doesn't happen to anyone else, uh, thank you for the call, JT. So coming up, we'll be getting into why you're a bad person for not wearing a damn mask. 855-450-FREE. <laughs> F is in freedom. It's 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everyone, to Free Talk Live Radio, where you control the airwaves, which you can do so by calling in at 855-450-FREE. That's F as in freedom, 855-450-3733. And in studio, we are joined by... It's Ian. And I'm Vincent, and I want to talk to you about Divi. Now, the next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. 
There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered master nodes, allowing anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new Divi wallet launches, because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 companies, 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at DiviProject.org. That's D-I-V-I Project dot O-R-G. So now we're going to go to the phones to Dave from Florida, who's been waiting patiently. Uh, thank you for the call. What's on your mind? Hello. Uh, glad to be on. Hey, thanks. So uh, the last caller, uh, Dave from New York, uh, you guys had to cut him off because you couldn't uh, handle his argument. That's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> you you got me. You beat me. I had, we had previously been chatting with Dave uh, today about this very thing. You see, the, the thing about this virus is that when you are infected with the virus, it works a lot like the cat parasite. You're familiar? And essentially, you will stop believing that the virus exists. This is how the virus is protecting itself and replicating. <laughs> so our theory is that Dave and all these, these huge influx of people who are denying the existence of the virus, that is, that is basically a self-defense mechanism of the virus itself. Well, that's an interesting theory. That's horrifying. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, yeah, that's that's um, the cat virus uh, is something that Dave has actually fought against. Uh, he had a altercation with cat freaks, which are a network of people who essentially uh, feed stray cats in our major. Oh, major I heard city. about this. Yeah, so uh, Dave was, I guess, targeting or I'm not sure what he was doing. This somebody was, he was coming being and, targeted. Somebody was coming and feeding cats at his apartment building, and he he wasn't happy about it. Oh gosh. Yeah. So maybe he was onto something. Well, thank you for the call. Uh, I think that's Dave one of his Florida. trolls. I think that I think there's there's this, there's a group of people that that kind of follow Dave in New York, the caller from earlier around the internet, and they just troll him constantly. I think that's he's one of them. So the uh, Council of Daves. <laughs> I don't know what they call uh, themselves. <laughs> be fun. They just all call themselves Dave. Um, all right. Well, thank you for the call. Uh, so now, Ian, you're going to tell me why. I'm a bad person for not wearing a damn mask. Well, that's actually the title of this editorial or opinion piece at CNN.com, which is the the actual headline is why you need to wear the damn mask. Now, is this seems like a newer phenomenon of having mainstream media actually cursing at their reader. I don't think light, that would have light cursing. You know, yeah, but, but I don't think that would have happened like 20 years ago in mainstream media. Oh yeah, I don't think people would have standed for it. This is like the ultimate browbeating. So I mean, just the fact that that's included in the title is, I think, somewhat disreputable. But it is an opinion piece, though. It is. Yes. Uh, going on here, they didn't have to include the word "damn" though. Oh in no, the title, I, right? I, agree, I agree. I mean, I'm not a prude or anything like that, but it's just like, come on, that's yeah, trashy. Yeah, it, it's obnoxious, and it's because they couldn't f- come up with a more creative title. Or well, they're shaming. Title. They're literally trying to shame people here, and that's what this whole story is about. Uh, so here we go from a woman named Catherine Perlman. She's a clinical social worker, associate professor at Brandman University, and the author of a book about ignoring certain things children do. Uh, So she says, go for a walk, visit any open establishment or public space, and you will note a disconcerting phenomenon. People without masks. (gasps) There is a pandemic. Tens of thousands of Americans are dead because of COVID-19, a disease that spreads in droplets that are expelled by infected humans, including as they talk or cough and whether they show symptoms or not. 
The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends that everyone wear a cloth face covering in public, especially where there is a high degree of community-based transmission. That is, when the source of infection is unknown. She says, I live in California where nearly 60,000 people have been infected. How many millions of people live in California? Um, like, like what, dozens up, and up, dozens of millions? Uh, upwards of 30 million. Yeah. Uh, going on, though, she says across the country, 1.2 million Americans have tested positive for COVID-19, with more than 73,000 lives lost. And projections for the future are really grim, she says. So Meanwhile, I just want to say, so uh, 1 million people, or like upwards of 1 million of people, mm-hmm. that's one third of a percent of u.s population that's right and then seventy thousand deaths which i mean all, all death is tragic everything i know but that's not even 10 percent of that number so we're talking about like people fraction dying of a fraction. For, yeah after several months too a fraction of a fraction and these are according to the government's numbers which as we've seen are absolutely inflated oh yeah but um, we have to give up all, bs we have to give up all our freedom because of this meanwhile she says hospitals and their staff are pushed to the breaking point Caring for the sick with medical staff working weeks without days off to treat the afflicted, risking their own lives and those of their family. But yet we've seen multiple stories about medical staff being actually laid off and sent home from work because... There's actually nothing for them to do. Oh, I, I've seen multiple score of TikTok videos, right? Some some of these people on the, on the uh, nursing staff have so much time on their hands, they could choreograph dance videos. Right. So what's the real story? Is it what she's saying is true with all these medical staff are worked to the bone? Or is it that a whole bunch of them aren't even working at all? Well, Ian, don't believe in your lying eyes, right? Believe in this pearl clutcher on CNN. So, okay, she says they're risking their lives and those of their family. And yet, so many people refuse to take warnings seriously to protect themselves and others by wearing a mask in public. It's hard to pinpoint how many of us are clueless and careless. Maybe half of those who go outside, a third, some other fraction, but it's certainly way too many. The lack of empathy is jarring. We need a shift. Now... Let me say this, because I'm one of these people that does not wear a mask. I have not worn a mask, um, and I'm not planning on wearing a mask. That's not to say that I don't empathize with people, right? So to empathize would be to be able to put oneself in in another person's shoes. If I were in a situation where I felt like I was in danger of being infected with this thing, then it would be my responsibility to protect myself. Meaning, I don't have a right... To tell everybody else that they have to do a thing just so I can live my life more close to normal, right? Because the the, the objection, and we haven't gotten through the rest of her story yet, but it seems like the objection from these people who are trying to shame others into wearing masks is, well, if you don't wear a mask, you're putting other people in jeopardy. Well, no, I'm not. Not if they don't come near me. Not if they don't go outside of their home. Stay in your home if that's what you're so worried about. Well, absolutely. That's a very good point. And uh, and that's what this, it should have been from the beginning was that people who had comorbidities or more susceptible to it would stay home. But now they have like we, we live in like this, this sort of twilight zone, right, where it's OK to go out to the to the grocery store or the liquor store, right, where probably people are you know getting sick from those places. But you can't go to the smaller store. You can't go to small businesses, oh, all the big box stores you could go to. Uh, I mean, it's just totally ridiculous, totally for control. And now we're trying to get to the emotional argument. Uh, coming up, we'll finish this article, plus getting to your calls, 855 4- 
450 free Amazon Freedom. This is the next generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and Fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org. Welcome back, everyone, to Free Talk Live Radio, where you can troll the airwaves. But you can do so by calling in <laughs> at 855-450-FREE. That's F is in freedom. That's 855-450-3733. And before we get to the phone lines, which are piping hot, I want to talk to you about Liberty Men- Liberty.Menu. Now, for years, libertarians of all stripes have wanted a, d- a directory of liberty-minded businesses. We're building, we're helping build one, Liberty.menu. Now, Liberty.menu is a tool for your community. At its core, it's a directory. At its core is a directory for events, businesses, and digital content, and more. Listings can be rated and reviewed, and there's a bit of social network so you could connect and share with others. Use of Liberty.menu is exclusively for individuals who reject the initiation of force and those who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. Put your voluntarist ideas into action at Liberty.menu and use code FTL to get a special badge. That's Liberty.menu. So before we continue here with the... More shaming. Uh, yeah, more, sh- more shaming. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we all need right now. I want to go straight to the phones where we have Carla in Oregon who's been patiently waiting. Uh, thank you for the call. What's on your mind? Hey, I wanted to change the subject for a moment to sure. something that had a happy ending. There was a young man, five years old, living in Utah, and he was driving a car heading for California. He was five years old? Lamborghini. I, what? I can't, I can't imagine. I think that is just, I'm what? first of all really glad. Did I miss something? How old was this guy? Ending, and I can't imagine no, she must have cut out. Hold on. What? Are, how old was this guy? He was five years old. He lived in Utah, and he had an argument with his mom. She wouldn't buy him a Lamborghini, which I'm impressed that he's got good taste in cars at a young age. Because when I was five, I was wondering if my big sister would take me to Dairy Queen for a dilly bar. Okay, wait a minute. So he got in an argument with his mom and then did what? Drove their um su i i think it was a suv what at five yeah, years old you can't possibly touch the uh the pedals i mean <laughs> i know you can look that story up on the uh oh gosh i already forgot what it was on it was a couple days ago well and you say that it had and a happy the ending was the kid who, um screened my call beforehand uh-huh he ha- he had heard of it 
So you say it had a happy ending. Was like, but was the child what disciplined by his parents? Did he not total the car? Did oh, the police? No, the parents were at work, so oh, he helped himself to the car, and he told the officer. Uh, the officer saw him weaving back and forth. They thought they had a drunk driver, so they pulled him over, and to their surprise, a five-year-old got out. And he said he was heading for California to get a Lamborghini, and he's got money, and he opened his wallet and had $3. My God, this, (laughs) it is in the news. And you know, I I think the Lamborghini people need to, um, endorse him for something for their Lamborghini because I just think again that's amazing at five years old to have that great of a taste in car. I didn't even think about what kind of car I wanted until I was about 16. Well, uh, thank you for the call. That's actually an idea, yeah, you know, for the uh, Lamborghini to uh, give the kid a sponsorship <laughs> or something. Or the kid could invest in Bitcoin now, and then by the time he's old enough to buy a car or, you know, get his license, then, you know, Bitcoin will go up, you know, so high that he could buy a Lambo to the moon. Uh, thank you for the call. Next, we have Larry, who's listening in Indianapolis. I want to know how this five-year-old kid is driving a, a uh, an SUV without being, you know... Five feet tall well, at five years old. How well, the hell are you going to pull that off? I know you could you know, tie a bunch of textbooks to his feet so he could uh, you know, get some stilts. <laughs> um, so next we have uh, Larry in Indianapolis. Uh, thank you for the call. What's on your mind? I'm laughing like hell at that. That's nothing but a ball face. No, a boss man lie. You don't but think the anyway, five-year-old was driving this SUV? No, no that's, that's not true. People believe anything they see on the Internet. It looked like videos. You know... The old movie with uh, Moses and how he parted the Red Sea. Yeah, Charles Everybody believes that because they've seen the video performed by actors. But I want to talk about the healthcare workers. They are really a sickening bunch, right? They want to come on and talk about how hard they're working. And they're, I mean, how does somebody with coronavirus, does he cry different or something? Or he's so much pain? They can't stand to see it. Listen, professional, if you're a professional, right, the the word professional means that you can perform your profession under any circumstances or whatever's going on around you. Very true. And without without wanting somebody to come like a St. Bernard and slobber on you. Everything they come on programs, they have them on the radio. Hey, go get a bunch of St. Bernard's, get you a bucket of slobber, when they come, brush them down with slobber. That's what they want. If you would want to help them, you should advocate for them to get more money. But that's really stupid. But with this disease, it's too many contradictory contradictory uh, assertions being made and not being questioned. And we're being duped. You know, the medical profession, they're just like any other profession, right? They want... To, to do the job thoroughly when they do it. That's why they are, are limited to an advisory role because you can't destroy your economy because, uh, what, uh, 50,000 people died. Well, just because that's, that's, there's a doctor with an opinion. That's stupid. Because uh, remember, when they talk about doing the work of a doctor, it's called <laughs> practice, right? So uh, when the doctor is practicing, 
and has an opinion about a thing, that doesn't mean that he or she should become some sort of an authoritarian dictator. He should not. To, no, to be able to determine. Yeah. The only thing they should be able to do is make recommendations to people. And then those people can either listen to those recommendations or not. Well, that is true. But you know what I think have happened over the last maybe 30 years? People have gotten to being so uh, political correct, right? And it's all because of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. That's where it all started, the political correctness. You cannot say, if you're a politician, you cannot even speak certain words or you lose your career automatically. So I think that's what's driving this whole thing. Nobody wants to be incorrect. They want to honor the scientists. They want to honor the pharmaceutical companies, which we were cursing and suing before all this happened. And uh, we just can't perceive any uh, chronological time frame or history. We're, we're soon to forget it. But here in Indianapolis, uh, they are making a fool out of people. They got mean? people wearing, they're making fool out of people. People are wearing gloves, masks, uh, sleeves, and everything. But I've watched the people interact with the gloves. You go and put the glove on the door, mm-hmm. you put it everywhere you go, then you take the glove home. You set the glove down on your countertop. You put the glove on. Maybe you touch your face, and then you <laughs> breathe the mask, and then you uh, suck in all the viruses and stuff that get stuck on the outside of the mask. You take the mask home. You set it down by your bed. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying to people. Like, if you are very concerned, thank you, and, uh, Larry. For thank the call. you for the call, Very, Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we're saying that masks actually weaken, or not necessarily weaken the immune system, but it's. Not that I believe a government when they said a few months ago, oh, don't wear masks, they're ineffective. And then recently, oh, wear masks, everyone has to wear a mask. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's like Versailles Jump and all the sheeple are saying how high. It's so sad. It's so ridiculous. But thank you for the call there. And yeah, I mean, it's like people are, um, fear makes people do stupid things, including give up their freedom. Yep. 855-453, F is in freedom, this is Free Talk Live. And uh, coming up, we'll finish shaming you on why you should wear the damn mask. See you. everyone this is free talk live radio where you can control the airwaves which you could do so by calling in at 855-453 is in freedom that's 855-450-3733 and bef- uh, in, in in studio we're joined by it's ian and i'm vincent before we get to the uh the callers we just want to uh make a um i don't know for retraction just a correction so ian you doubted the veracity of the story about the kid taking the joyride and it's uh, just hard to believe that a five-year-old could reach the pedals of a car but i mean there's video or there's photos the police took of him sitting in the front seat and, uh, of this C- car cbs news i think that's that's I, I saw that's where the uh the article came from uh there's a few different sources i don't All have right, in front so, of me at the moment but. yeah I, I saw it was from as someone posted it in the um on-air chat in the discord 
Um, so yeah, so it actually did happen. I, mean, I did I'm see a photograph well. of him standing near his family members, and he is a very overweight little boy. Um, and his mom or whatever the adults were, she wasn't much taller than him. So I mean, he's. I guess he was able to pull it off somehow. He was able to look over the steering wheel and reach the uh, the pedals on the floor. I, it's amazing. Well, me. maybe if if she wasn't that taller than him, maybe she had stilts of her own or had some sort of mechanism like in a uh, elevated elevated pedals. I, I'm impressed. I, I'm an, honestly that I'm impressed. The kid was driving a damn car at age five. What you never went on a joyride? No, me neither. <laughs> no, man. If, if I if I went on a joyride with my dad's car, I wouldn't be like at five years old. They today, pulled him over on the interstate, dude. He was on a huge oh, yeah, highway. He made it. Uh, you know, good for him, but no one, you know, good, but no one else got hurt or anything. <laughs> but if I did that at age five, at age twenty-one, I wouldn't be able to sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, so because you'd get paddled, is that what you mean? Uh, eh, probably belt or, mm-hmm. or maybe bare okay. fist. Uh, if, he, if, he, if he was feeling generous, it'd be bare fist. Um, so, and, and, you know, I grew up to be a better person for it. So now we go to Jason in Pennsylvania. Uh, thank you for the call. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. That is a good story about that young man that uh, decided to go for a little road trip. Uh, anyway, um, you know, you guys keep hammering on these masks. And, you know, I'm hammering on the mask usually in the opposite direction. And, uh, you know, over the last several days, I've, I've heard some uh, – so many things I could uh, talk about, but but to keep it short, um, you know, one of the reasons why um, everybody's being asked to wear masks is because the masks that you can actually buy do not protect you from other people's viruses. If, if you are the wearer and everybody else is not wearing them, okay, mm-hmm. because you would need an, at least an N95 mask to protect you from the aerosols and such that other people would be emitting. Okay. So okay. is there any so, point so, in wearing the mask? Well, the, so the point of wearing these 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 terrible masks that the only you know the ones that are actually available that you actually have to make yourself because we shipped all of our manufacturing over here, uh, is is they're, they're they're just like a diaper. They capture uh, as much as as uh, we can come up with as a as a civilization right now in the United States, please. They capture as much as as possible. You know, when you, you know, I know I don't like the authorities, uh, authority, uh, you know, either. But, you know, in this in this case, these, these guys, these people are coming up with their basic idea is they, as a matter of public health, you have to do something to capture this stuff and to kind of keep it bottled up. I don't have to do anything. Well, well, hold on. When you say place. stuff, are you talking about like uh, mucus and uh, the droplets when you say capture the stuff? And, and and aerosol when you when you breathe out you're shedding these particles the masks don't do a great job at that but they do something okay and you know it's it's trying they're trying to make people safer here i don't care well well, i know you don't care man um you know uh, how about this because to me i'd rather have freedom i don't care about your safety i'd rather be more free then take a damn risk. Okay, now now say now say you uh, imagine you have a mother or grandmother. I have a mother. Like he wouldn't be here. She's otherwise. nearly seventy years now, old, and you know what she told me? She'd rather go to work. What's that? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're, that's the thing. We we should be going to work, but we have to do some. We have to do as much as possible to make the situation good. Now, if you know, why? How would you feel? If why? Why should we do as much as possible when, with every other infectious yeah. uh, virus or disease or whatever up until this point, we have not done anything out of the uh, the ordinary? Well, this this is the first one in my uh, lifetime that's ever been on, on our doorstep. 
you know. No, dude. How long? How old are you? Like two? There's been a there's been a bunch of infectious diseases that people have been afflicted with over just the last couple of decades. And swine flu, for one, India's country. Yeah, but as far as the spread goes, this 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 one is different. Now, Why? Just because they told you that? The fact that you shouldn't have to wear a mask. Why is this well, one yeah, so yeah, much different? Just because somebody said so? Well, for instance, uh, if you look on look on the internet, we'll bet you watch uh, doctors uh, talking about. I mean, unless unless this is the grandest lie of all time, you'll see multiple doctors just having random meetings, even amongst themselves, not intended for the public to see. And you know, this is a damn. I mean, these, these I don't well, care. Hold on. What I, I see the opposite. I mean, I, I see that. I see doctors who believe it. I also see other doctors, like those doctors in California, who come out and say um, say the opposite, and that gets scrubbed off of YouTube. Ron Paul said people should be going out and about. You know, get outside, get out, yeah, get well, some so there's fresh no air. medical exactly. consensus. Yeah, I, and besides, we I don't care to, what the doctors say. Those are just humans with opinions. And how do I know that they're we not just a bunch of authoritarians? Um, hmm? And okay, okay. Um, well, anyway, you know, here's a hypothetical, hypothetical reach you on. If it, if it is unfair to ask people to wear masks, if I was, like, for instance, I was standing next to your grandmother in a grocery store coughing like hell during a pandemic like this, and I refused to wear a mask. If my grandmother was concerned, she shouldn't go to the grocery store. Okay, so now you're saying that it, those who are uh, wish to do the right thing and to try to uh, keep themselves as safe as possible and keep others as safe as possible should not go to the grocery store yeah. in favor of those who choose not go to hire somebody hire somebody to go to the grocery <laughs> store for you there's people who will do that now or volunteer people should be volunteering if they feel that strongly about it um all right well, jason we'll, we'll give you the last word anything else you want to add well he doesn't get the last yeah, word because we're on for another hour you're outnumbered and you're wrong oh argumentum ad populum yeah he hung up he hung up. You're outnumbered, he says. You yeah. know what? Well, I've always been outnumbered, so what's new? But that doesn't mean you're wrong. No, Just because yeah. there's more people saying a thing doesn't mean that it's true. It, I mean, didn't people at one point believe that the uh, the sun revolved around the earth? Right? Didn't they put people to death over con- uh, contradicting that viewpoint? I believe they did. Yeah, they would. Uh, was I think it was either Galileo or Copernicus. Yeah. yeah, Galileo definitely, and I think maybe Nicholas Copernicus also. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's like, that, you know, the reason why we don't live in a democracy, we or we live in a constitutional, rep- we live in a constitutional republic, not a democracy, because in democracies, you could have 41, 51% of a population vote to kill or enslave you know, the other mm-hmm. 49%. So, I mean... Now they vote for uh, representatives who then enslave the rest of the population. Well, yes. See, it's better with a republic. Well, I mean, it was... We, it was... It was... We were governed by laws instead of by people. And the laws that, they, that are the, that the, you know, the Freemasons who founded this country uh, came up with was, you know, the idea was to have every man be a king on their own property. Yeah, we should have liked that, but uh, it's not. Well, I mean, yeah, after years and years, that's why when they asked uh, Benjamin Franklin, they, or someone asked him, they said, what sort of government do we have? He said, it's a republic, man, if, if, you, can ma'am, if you could keep it. And we were unable to keep it because the promise of free stuff was just too good, and the government doing everything, wiping your butt, being your babysitter, right. providing now everything. This, now this promise of safety, like this caller thinks, is so important. Safety, safety, safety. You need to just give up your rights, give up your freedoms, because, well, you wouldn't want grandma to die, now would you?
You no, hate old people, obviously, if you just walk around acting like a free person. And uh, yeah, and I mean, and it's, uh, you know, I hate to go for all the cliche quotes, but, you know, a government that's powerful enough to give you everything you want is powerful enough to take away to take everything away from you. And but if it just saves one person, Vincent, then it's worth it, right? To uh, lose all freedom to save no. one person. No, I, I disagree, and I don't really care if we're outnumbered, because that's why they invented uh, automatic weapons, is because it doesn't matter if you're outnumbered if you're just a good marksman, right? You're repeating. It was a, uh, I think it was like God made everyone equal, and Samuel Colt, uh, Samuel Colt uh, helped keep it that way, because mm. uh, when he created the um, mm-hmm. repeating pistol. So coming up next, uh, trying to once once we finally finish the uh, browbeating article, uh, we have some non coronavirus related related news. Um, you you wouldn't guess who which founder of a major political um, news outlet doesn't care about justice and wants to see a President Biden even if he's a sexual predator. I'm very disappointed because I actually really did like that. Um, outlet you have uh, speaking of Biden, he's trying to campaign to reverse due process rules on campus for on college campuses for sexual assault right you know we're living Mm. in bizarro world now all of that's coming up plus your phone calls at 855-453-F is in freedom 855-450-37 remember when you first heard about bitcoin how long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner well now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream... For everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself. Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everyone, to Free Talk Live Radio, where you control the airwaves, and you can do so by calling in at 855-453. That's 855-450-3733. And in studio, we are joined by... I'm Ian. And I'm Vincent. And Ian, you're you're going to find you're gonna finish uh, telling us why we need to put on a damn mask. This is according to CNN, and of course, I am not in agreement with uh, the viewpoints expressed, but... I thought it was entertaining, so I wanted to uh, to bring it up. I th- the story here is uh, is actually titled "Wear the Damn Mask" or uh, "Why You Need to Wear the Damn Mask" by a woman named Catherine Perlman. So she says it's hard to pinpoint how many of us are clueless and careless. Maybe half of those who go outside, a third, some other fraction. The lack of empathy is jarring. We need a shift. We need our leaders. All of them to get the message out loud and clear. If you're, by the way, I don't have any leaders and I don't want to be told what to do by these politicians. I don't believe a thing that they say and I don't care what party they're from. 
Well, and and you know, neither does anyone else, right? When she says they need to get the message out, it means I they need to force people to put these masks on, like in Massachusetts. If you are away from the closed system of your home, the message should say you must wear a mask. That means to employers mandating that workers of all kinds mask up. Do they want the disease to spread or to subside? Do they want business and economy to eventually come back or don't they? Masks of by the way, <laughs> the economy would have been just fine had none of this government crap been shoved down anyone's throat. Would some people have died? Yes. Some people died anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now you know But plenty- at least there would be food that would be plentiful and jobs would still be had and you wouldn't have record numbers of unemployment and so on. Oh yeah, yeah, and and you know you see the majority of people dying are in nursing homes or elderly right. have comorbid comorbidity. Uh, but if we have a depression in this country, just imagine all the people going to be dying from suicides because they lost their yep. jobs from malnutrition all around the world and the developing world. Uh, absolutely tremendous numbers. She goes on to say, masks of any kind are not perfect barriers for contagion. Wearing one doesn't offer full protection and shouldn't be thought of as foolproof. A foolproof way, a safe way to interact. But experts report that wearing a mask does help protect against transmission by asymptomatic carriers. And note that data show, according to, among others, Robert Redfield, President Donald Trump's CDC uh, director, that likely one in four people infected with COVID-19 are indeed asymptomatic and unaware of their contagion. So again, the suggestion here, and there's a little bit more, but there's the suggestion here is that all these people who are afraid of getting sick should also just go ahead and be able to walk around because everyone else will wear a mask in order to give those people some extra leeway. And I don't owe those people that. I don't owe them anything. If you want to quarantine yourself, then take that seriously and stay the hell out of public and let the rest of us do the work that we intend to do. She goes on to say, be prudent, be kind. One can think the government's response to the virus is an overreaction and still wear a mask just in case you might make someone sick. That's reality, she says. Wearing a mask is cumbersome. It's hot and it's uncomfortable, but it can save lives. Well, you know what else can save lives? If no one ever gets behind the wheel of a car ever again. Very true. You will save tens of thousands of lives every year let alone all the people who you will save from getting injuries who maybe won't die but will end up with broken limbs or perhaps missing limbs from uh from car accidents so why don't we just go ahead and save all those lives you know what we can also save people from drowning by stopping them from being able to like pull a bath in their house you know let's get rid of all bathtubs get rid of all pools as all, well because you know children drown in pools all sharp corners we're right. only allowed to have a uh, round circular tables right so look i mean there's risk involved in life and these people think they can get rid of it and just force people to wear whatever they want going on she says uh, it can save lives and ease the burden on those doctors and nurses facing unspeakable pain and suffering on the front lines well those few that are actually working Uh, Making personal sacrifices for the public good has not always been an American priority. We are an individualistic culture, and by nature, we may find it more difficult to empathize with others when our own freedom and liberties feel like they're on the line. There's resistance to allowing the government or anyone else step in and require or even strongly urge Americans to cover their faces. But surely we can all understand that sometimes regulations are in place to protect people from themselves or to avoid suffering of the community see your individual rights don't really matter is what she's saying because somebody else might get hurt somebody else might get sick so therefore 
We get to tell you what to do. She says, we require drivers to wear seatbelts. Well, no, we don't. Not in New Hampshire, lady. And you know what? Most people do it anyway because it's a good idea. Uh, to protect the passengers and minimize the potential for serious injuries. She says laws require children to have vaccines, not only for the child's sake, but to maintain herd immunity for all of us. We don't have a vaccine for COVID-19, but we can all help until we do. Well, and, and first off, where do they have laws that everyone needs to be vaccinated? I know like certain schools only let the children in if they're vaccinated, yeah. but I mean, I, I, I do hear in some states are removing religious exemptions now for vaccines. So that's that's horrifying because I never knew there were any laws on the books forcing people to get vaccinated. Back in the early 1990s, she says, I was a social work intern in the HIV AIDS unit at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in New York City. AIDS was still a death sentence, and every worker and visitor took universal precautions to avoid transmission with all patients. The prevailing wisdom then and now is that when it's impossible to assess by looking if someone could be infected, wear gloves and masks. We protected ourselves. Yes, wearing gloves was uncomfortable. So was getting HIV. Where are our universal precautions for COVID-19? Wearing a mask in public is an act of respect for your fellow humans. No, it's an act of obedience. Uh, And you know what? Again. It's dehumanizing, too. I can't understand anything anyone says wearing a mask. That's a great point. It makes it harder to understand people. It makes it harder to see their facial expressions. It's disconnecting from humans. Yet she says it's empathetic. She says it's the kind of empathy I try to teach my children. Our kids are watching the adults through this pandemic, and they are learning lots of lessons, intended and unintended. I want my children to understand that being mildly inconvenienced for the greater good is not only right, it's a moral imperative. It's how we manage to live together in relative safety in our society. It's a no-brainer. Wear the damn mask. Well, uh, are you convinced, Ian? No. would Would you say, does anyone think that's convincing? Well, I mean, I get what she's saying if you view life from her perspective. And her perspective is safety is the paramount. So anything is justifiable as long as it increases safety. She says, well, it's just a minor inconvenience. But, you know, it's still something that is a choice that people don't have to make because I shouldn't be inconvenienced because somebody else is afraid. If you're afraid, you inconvenience yourself. You lock yourself up. You call Instagram or whoever, Instagram, Instacart, call Instacart, <laughs> call up these people and tell them you want somebody to bring food to your doorstep and leave it there so you don't have to see anybody, you don't have to touch anybody, and you can stay out of society. Because society should be a place where people can be free and productive and do what the hell they want to do. Uh, and for those of people who want to live in fear, your fears shouldn't affect me or oh, no, anybody and, else. And, and it, it's a fa- and how the way it affects children also. Where she's, I mean, I imagine her to be the type who's called. This is why we're not allowed to play dodgeball in schools. That's sure, for most schools. Safety. That's why there's someone not, might get hurt. A lot, yeah, a lot of places there's no playgrounds, no playgrounds. anymore. And if there are playgrounds, right. you're not allowed to run on the right. playground. I remember that. That was like the worst rule back in elementary school. And I mean, life is about facing fears, right? And we have a whole generation of ninnying people, and that's why I think people yeah. my generation are becoming very very status because their whole life they've lived in this protective bubble of the state of the public schools right. and oh the government's gonna you know the government's gonna save us and uh, if anyone is speaking out against that if anyone values freedom over safety they're a threat they get the police called on them they get socially ostracized and now it's even worse than it's ever been oh yeah, now yeah this, this gives people the like her the excuse to to be all high and mighty from you know her perch she knows what's best for society and you're not doing it 
No, yeah, and we're going to use this. I mean, I'm, I'm afraid that a lot of this is going to be irreversible. And, you know, and whenever they fear. bring in whenever they bring in life or death, that's a, like an emotional trigger for people just giving up for rights. It's like V for Vendetta, you know, oh, there's this big virus here. We have to let the government totally take over and keep people safe, even though the crisis was manufactured by the, by the uh, government from the start. Um, eight, I don't know. What, what do you think? Were you convinced by that argument? You call in, let us know. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back, everyone, to Free Talk Live Radio, where you control the airwaves. You can do so by calling in at 855-453-F is in freedom. That's 855-450-3733. And in studio, we're joined by... It's Ian. And I'm Vincent. And now I want to just uh, go over this quick article here. The Empire, or rather... I guess it, it, it would work out if this was New York, right? Because the Empire State strikes back, but now you can't have any law. Your guns are very, very uh, banned there. So now the, uh, the Empire is striking back in Michigan, though, right? Many of you have probably heard that there was an armed demonstration at the Cap State Capitol in Michigan. Citizens demanding that the... Um, that the governor, you know, that the uh, state, oh, not even that the state open up. I think it was just like the governor Whitmer, the um, fascist running that state. She, she has been like the most draconian out of all the other states, I believe. At least her uh, to the point besides where besides New York, besides yeah, I, I suppose besides New York, and she's getting in trouble with the uh, state legislature regarding how just how draconian her her laws are. So now. Um, She's trying to strike back. Michigan state officials consider gun ban after armed protests. And this is actually, you know, out of all places from aljazeera.com. Legislators in the state of Michigan are reportedly considering new measures to ban guns from inside the state capitol building after armed mm. protesters staged a provocative protest there last week and prompted criticism from across the political spectrum in the United States. Hundreds of anti-lockdown demonstrators, some of them armed, gathered at the state capitol building in Lansing, Michigan, last Thursday during a session which it, a skeleton crew of state legislatures gathered to consider a measure rebuking Democrat Governor Gretchen Whitmer's response to the coronavirus pandemic. Well, it's sort of like, I, I don't know, it's sort of ridiculous that they, in my view, like unless they didn't know what was happening at the time, to protest the state, you know, at the state capitol when the legislature was thinking of rebuking the governor for what they're protesting against. Maybe they they had no idea what was going on. I don't know. The uh, protesters, as well as many legislatures, said the governor's measures among the most strict in the nation were excessive. On Wednesday, the Republican-led state legislature sued the governor in an effort to block her emergency measures. Um, see here. Uh, John Truscott, the Republican vice chair of the Michigan State Capitol Commission, which manages, maintains, and restores the buildings and its grounds, told local news outlets in Michigan that the commission is considering the logistics of a possible ban. Quote, we've been dealing with what is the law, what is our jurisdiction. If there is any possibility of limiting people bringing loaded weapons into the building, Truscott said, Critics of a gun-toting protesters came from across U.S. political spectrum after images of them were broadcast across the country. Even Fox News Channel commentator Sean Hannity 
a noted conservative supporter of gun rights and confidant of President Donald Trump, described the sight of armed screaming protesters, many of them dressed in military clothing, as counterproductive to the cause. So now, yeah, you played a clip from that yeah, last that night disgusting. on your after show, Questioning Authority, which happens usually Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. on our DLive and Twitch channels at dlive.lrn.fm and twitch.lrn.fm. And it wasn't just Hannity. There was also some other show that took a clip from Hannity. Oh, yeah, outnumbered. Yeah, uh, yeah. Another Fox show with multiple hosts on there. And, of course, they were all echoing, oh, yes, I agree with Sean, whatever you say, keep those guns away. Oh, We like your gun rights, but just don't show them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, keep keep your guns buried in your backyard until, you know, it's too late and you're put into the camp. So, well, okay, so I'm going to play uh, devil's advocate here on this one, sure Vincent. Thing. So. Some people would say that, well, see what happened? You brought the guns out. Look, I support your gun rights, but you brought guns out, and now they're talking about banning them from the statehouse. See what happens when you exercise your rights? I mean, I, I do understand that that position. I, I, I think that maybe it was a little bit excessive for them to show up with guns in the Capitol for this. Why? It happened in New Hampshire. Was it excessive here? Well, that was afterwards, I mean. Well, first off, the mission, there were more guns. Af- oh, yeah, because that was, the, yeah, that was the one militia. There's a stronger militia movement in Michigan because militias well, are actually legal there. were just guys with there. guns in New Hampshire. I mean, there was, some, there was the New England, whatever they the, called the themselves. Boogaloo crew. Yeah, but then there was also just dudes there that were carrying guns. Very true, yeah. I mean, I, I think that people have become afraid of guns, right? You know, obviously the U.S. is full of guns, but mm-hmm. the average person and, you know, at least what I've encountered on a college campus, people are terrified of it. Even if sure. you're being safe with it, just say, hey, you know, look, I'm just letting you know I'm carrying. People like, you know, you just show a gun in the holster and people lose their mind. If you just mention someone that you know having a gun, people <gasps> lose their mind. And it's it's unfortunate because, you know, just like, you know, this country's founding, right? Like everyone almost essentially needed a gun to hunt or to defend themselves. And just, you know, what happens when, you know, what is it? When seconds matter, the police are minutes away. Yeah, sure. You know, so these, you know, we're, we're just, it's becoming a nation of, I mean, I want to say she- ninnies. Yeah, ninnies. I want to say sheeple, but, you know, sheep are actually better able at defending themselves <laughs> than the average American. So um, we go to the phone lines here. We have James from Arizona oh, waiting lovely. patient. Well, you know, let's not make any assumptions, Ian. Well, a James from Arizona. Wait, you want to talk about corruption and lies. Uh, thank you for the call. What's on your mind? If I were to receive just compensation, like a Bitcoin for every time I heard you for years saying that I have three allegedly now it is Dewey's, not to mention all the awful things that Ian Bernard and Mark <laughs> Edgington, who call themselves ministers, have said about me that aren't true, including you may laugh, Vincent, but Ian Bernard... If you were my son, Vincent, he literally would be an assisted living home right now. <laughs> You'd beat your but, own son to death? Or near, de- near no, to death? No, he's about you, Ian. Huh? I'd beat you, Ian. If I were your just son, I, you would beat me to the point where I, I have to live in an assisted living just facility. As, uh, just as I had to tell a Federal Bureau of Investigation officer over the phone who asked me about smashing your head into pavement, Ian Bernard. You've said much worse. I told him, yes. I told him that I'm a Roman Catholic and that... Lucky for uh, Ian Bernard, who called me a liar on the public airwaves about something that, that isn't true, that you've repeated. If if you pay me a Bitcoin for every time you repeated it, or you're, you're repeating oh, is that all you now. want to, now is a Bitcoin I'd go to China for every time? I'd take that, I'd take all. You owe me way more than five hundred thousand dollars if you two oh, yeah? had to pay me for every. Time I don't know you squat. You know what? I put you on the air on this radio show every time you call in, and you've called in for years, and you're boring. You're never finished, James. 
and you keep on bringing up the same old crap. You don't yeah. bring anything, almost never do you bring anything new to the table, and you just keep on harping on things that happened, I don't know, seven or eight years ago now, or however God, the hell it's, long it's, it's been, been too long. that you've been calling in. So we uh, go to pathetic. We go to Dodger in Michigan. Uh, thanks for the call. What's on your mind? Well, uh, uh, first off, uh, be, you know I, I haven't been tuned in, but uh, all hail Whitmer. Uh, huh? Sorry, uh, kind of a joke here in Michigan for, uh, uh, in my okay. circle. Anyway, is she popular? Uh, I think it was a, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, people don't like her. Um, uh, what, what I I can say is the irony of being uh, a quote unquote essential worker. Uh, first off, I. Uh, I got laid off from my uh, under the table job Damn. when when the ban went into place, and I had to find work immediately because I can't just live off the state through unemployment. So I found legitimate, quote unquote, legitimate employment through a national chain of uh, of pharmacies. Now it's rather funny um, that there are people out there that have their bathrooms unlivable, kitchens unlivable. Uh, the type of work that I normally uh, all right, do. Sorry, sorry, Dodger. Hold on. We're uh, coming up against a br- we're uh, going up against a hard break. Uh, coming up, we'll get to your funny story. And uh, Australia projects more deaths from this thing under lockdown than coronavirus. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com Welcome back, everyone, to Free Talk Live Radio, where you control the airwaves. You could do so by calling in at 855-453, F is in freedom, that's 855-450-3733. And before we get back to uh, Dodger, who had a funny story you wanted to tell us, so he's waiting um, patiently on the line, we'll talk to you about ForkFest 2020. We could join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 29th until July 5th. For ForkFest 2020 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. What may be the only remaining festival in the world? Uh, in the I world? I have no idea. All right, <laughs> wait. Let's, uh, let's trademark it. A lot it. of stuff has been canceled. But, uh, well, I guess it's probably not the time to talk about it being canceled while I'm doing the read. But uh, So uh, you're on good authority that uh, it probably, like, this isn't... As far as I can, as far as I'm told by the owner of the park, he's planning on everything being as normal. Wonderful. That's that's great news. Uh, and I guess barring you know all of us getting you know black bagged and put into a FEMA camp. Well, I mean, and if we're put into a FEMA camp, we'll just have a different kind of party then. Um, except there won't be food. We'll probably all starve. But uh, so Forkfest happens the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and Forkfest is decentralized, which means no one is in charge. 
That also means there's no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 29th until July 5th. Where better to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire? You could simply relax and go camping with other Liberty lovers, or you could create whatever experience or event you'd like others to have. If you're planning an event for ForkFest, be sure to let others know in advance. You could connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial website, ForkFest.party. That's F-O-R-K-F-E-S-T dot party. P-A-R-T-Y for people who can't spell. All right, so uh, waiting patiently uh, on the line is Dodger. Um, to You're telling fi- a story. Can you recap it briefly? Finish up. Uh, thank you for your patience. Uh- yeah, sure. Uh, first off, by funny, I don't mean funny. It's ironic. Okay. Um, uh, sec- oh, well, I mean, t- to recap, I got, uh, well, there was lack of work. I wouldn't call it a layoff. It There was lack of work uh, as soon as uh, Governor Whitmer put in the first executive order saying that essentially we were non-essential. Now, mm. keep in mind that the day that she announced this, we tore apart a woman's kitchen, like tore it apart. And uh, we could not go back to work the next day. As far as I know, the poor woman's kitchen is still torn apart. And yeah, I, you know, I I go to the grocery store and everybody treats me like a leper, treats everybody else like a leper and all this. And yeah, I go to work and people are willing to stand within like two feet of me because I'm a now I'm a quote unquote essential worker because I work at a national chain pharmacy and they're willing to hand me their dirty cash and mm-hmm. yeah. and all that stuff. And like, like somehow there's something different when I'm selling people cigarettes, beer and uh, <laughs> and junk food. Well, the essentials. Uh, oh, yeah. Does, uh, apparently, um, and, go ahead. Go ahead. Is um is there any sort of plan to reopen yet? Does the governor have any sort of plan to reopen the state like there is in uh, New Hampshire or Georgia or Texas? Well, uh, sort of, kind of, except that the governor just got sued by, I guess, the state speaker mm-hmm. and, and a bunch of the, the Republicans, which I, I'm totally for that. Um, I mean, and she's calling it partisan where, you know, I live in a state that the Democrats are concentrated or I'm sorry, uh, I'm libertarian. But the the people that support this are concentrated in probably about five or six metro areas in the state. And the the vast majority of the state is has seen almost no effect from this. Uh, especially, you know, the the UP, uh, the Upper Peninsula, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, the majority of the counties up there have seen zero cases or one or two. Huh. And, but they're shut down. Uh, yeah, and the vast majority of the people are from the Detroit area. Now, a, a little bit of further irony uh, with all of this is in the state of Michigan, uh, now that cannabis has been legalized, mm-hmm. Recreational dispensaries are still open. Well, that's good. Well, yeah, except that I still get my stuff from the black market, but it's just really? kind of funny that people can't legally go get a haircut, yet they can legally go <laughs> right. get pot. Now, are you getting uh, the weed from the black market because it's cheaper? Uh, No, I just don't want to deal with the state bureaucracy. Interesting. I, I, I love agorism. Cool. So. 
Well, good... actually, yeah, uh, now that I think of it, it, it is. I, I went to a recreational dispensary one time, and I'm sorry, my my dealer gives me much better deals than that. Okay, well, what you're pointing out here is that uh, this whole lockdown thing is just completely political. It's totally arbitrary. It's totally ludicrous, and thank yeah. you for the call, uh, Dodger. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's that's the other thing, too. It's uh, It's illegal federally, right? And what yet, is- uh, uh, cannabis. Oh, yeah. Cannabis is illegal federally, and yet it's the cannabis uh, dispensaries are essential. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's absolutely in ludicrous. In some states, I mean. in other states, uh, like I think Massachusetts, they closed yeah. the recreational, but they kept the medical ones open. Oh, I see. Okay. I mean, like, not that I agree, but at least for, it, it makes a little bit more sense to have the medical ones, you know, open. Not, not that what this Massachusetts or any state does make much sense. Um, and now here, I mean, it's, you know, some sad news. Uh, but I think it's it's an important thing to bring up, right? It's a harbinger of what might happen here in the United States. This is from a Daily Caller. Australia projects more deaths from suicides in lockdown than from the virus itself. Australian researchers projected Thursday that more deaths make... Uh, it repeats a headline. Researchers at Sydney University quote, predicted an additional 750 to 1,500 suicides per year for up mm. to five years as a result of the impacts of a pandemic and economic shutdowns imposed to curb its spread, according to a piece published in the UK Telegraph. The model predicts that the increase in suicides will be much higher than the nation's coronavirus deaths. The suicides will also affect young people due to widespread closures, with 30% of the newly projected suicides being young people okay the main objection on this one i want to hear what you have to say to it so again devil's advocate here is well that's sad but they chose to kill themselves unlike contracting covid and dying you don't choose to do that well i don't think anyone like unless someone's absolutely deranged or just curious to see what's on the other side i don't think anyone willingly choose like i don't think anyone wants to kill themselves well yeah they do. that's why they do it it's it's because verse they're driven by factors that's beyond their control. I mean, my understanding... But you always have the choice to not do it. Oh, absolutely. I agree, and I I think it's a terrible choice to make, but I... Yeah, I mean, like, there's... People are are, are driven, and it's unfortunate, but... uh, And this, this, this government... You know this government forced lockdown isn't um, isn't helping things. What was it? I think first, like if you're caught violating social distancing, someone from Australia told me this. Uh, that's a one thousand dollar you know Australian dollar fine, mm-hmm. right? And we played on on uh, it was on one of the evening QAs. We played a clip. Just you know, a few guys were drinking beer on a roof, and they're surrounded by cops and helicopters. Yes. And so, and and you know, Australia is, a, is is as big of a police state as yeah, Canada. Yeah, I hear, uh, I in some some cases worse, which is you know, unfortunate. It's at the frontier of the world, one would think that you know they you know have uh, be more you know have that frontier spirit, you know. But uh, and especially since if the nation was essentially founded by criminals, right? It was a penal colony. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's it's I guess it's the ultimate irony. So that's 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 just so unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's my response to that. I mean like. I, I think it's a terrible choice, and I don't think anyone should do it. But uh, I, you know, it's not like, oh, you know, I really don't want to have to go to work today. You know, it's I can't go to work. I can't get a job. I'm, you know, I've been replaced by a machine. I've been laid off. I'm non-essential. I can't feed my family. I'm a failure. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, at least that's what I imagine someone in that case would be, be suicidal. And I mean, people when they, they are suicidal, a lot of the times they're not thinking straight. They're it could be if they're drinking alcohol or on some other drugs, it could make it even worse. A lot of people who kill themselves are drunk at the time because it's you know it's much well, right. yeah, well it's, it's, it's much easier to do something drastic. Yeah, and then another response is this woman earlier was shaming us for not having empathy, but I will say the same thing is uh, true in reverse. The people who want to lock everybody down do not empathize with those who would kill themselves because of it. Absolutely. It's sick. This is Free Talk Live. 
Welcome back, everyone, to Free Talk Live Radio, where you control the airwaves. And I want to give a very, very, very special thank you to our silver amplifier, Seahaw. And uh, Ian, how much is the uh, how, how much do silver amplifiers uh, contribute? So five dollars a month. So thank you, Seahaw, for your generosity and helping us keep the lights going here. And if you'd like to have your name or pseudonym read on the air, or you know, or not, if you just want to help out the show, you could go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And so, uh, you know, I, I kept saying, oh, let's have some uh, positive news. Let's have, and I, I'd say this is positive news just because, you know, we see, a, uh, w- in my view, a corrupt person outing themselves. Someone has zero integrity or morals. This is from this is uh, see, from a Daily Caller. Quote, this is the headline. I don't want justice. Politico founder wants Biden, wants President Biden, even if he's a sexual predator. <laughs> So what, well, I mean, it's not like he'd be the first sexual predator in uh, the presidency. No, no, by all means, but but in this in this case, you know, people should know better beforehand. And now, uh, so one one of the founders of Politico admitted that he doesn't want an investigation into former Vice President Joe Biden regarding allegations of sexual assault because because it could hurt Biden's chances to win in 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, as if that's going to hurt Biden's news? chances. A piece from the New York Times published Monday showed published letters to the editor regarding a May 2nd piece from the editorial board titled, quote, Investigate Tara Reid's Allegations. Reid has accused Biden of sexually assaulting her while she worked at, as a Senate staffer in the early 1990s. Hmm. Uh, Martin Tolchin, or Martin Tolchin, a co-founder of Politico and The Hill, as well as a former member of the Times' Washington Bureau, wrote in and admitted that he didn't want an investigation into the allegation. Tolchin wrote that this was simply because it could damage the chance to beat President Donald Trump, adding that he didn't even want justice for Reid if her allegation proved true. Now, this is epitome of Trump derangement syndrome. I, Ian, have you ever heard that term oh, yeah. before? Yeah, so where people just, you know, throw all logic and, and reason out the window just because they hate, or, you know, just because orange man bad. Quote, I totally disagree with this editorial. I don't want an investigation. I want a coronation of Joe Biden. <laughs> Tolchin wrote, according... Isn't that what you give a king? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> according to the NYT. Uh, yeah, presidents have inaugurations, right? Kings have coron... Or royalty has coronations. Quote, I don't want justice. Whatever the, that may be. I want a win. The removal of Donald Trump from office. And Mr. Biden is our best chance. Wow. If he's your best chance, what does that say about their choices oh absolutely he uh, so Tolchin appeared determined to beat trump at all costs well, suppose an investigation reveals damaging information concerning his relationship with tara reed or something else and mr biden loses a nomination to senator bernie sanders or someone else with a minimal chance of defeating trump Tolchin wrote should we really risk the possibility man i, I don't think that's true at all i, I always I think thought sanders that, had a better chance absolutely yeah i mean and, and you know sanders is able to uh stay awake for tv uh, appearances <laughs> and you know sanders as far as we know other than that discussion dirty uh, erotic uh, essay or whatever he wrote wasn't he like in his ago. 20s or something or 30s he's pretty young when he wrote that he didn't look young when he wrote it i mean he it looked like he was born an old man um <laughs> the, the new york times editorial yeah the editorial piece that tolchin was so frustrated with pushed for an investigation of reed's accusations so uh, yeah and i mean it's just so sad the this these people are the ones who are you know founding news organizations and stuff and i mean at this point the mainstream media 
And I'll, I'll add the alternative media, too, because they, they've also been pretty bad recently with Trump. I mean, for just propaganda outlets for both for, for both parties. There needs sure. to be an alternative, alternative media now, unfortunately. And uh, riding on the coattails of this, here we go. And, you know, just, just more, more hypocrisy. I couldn't believe this one. Department of Education and Trump campaign criticized Biden promise to reverse due process rules for campus sexual assault. So... It's as if a man, as in Biden, has no self-awareness whatsoever. So both the Department of Education and President Donald Trump's campaign pushed back on 2020 presidential candidate Joe Biden's promise to reverse due process rules for campus sexual assault on Thursday. And which rules are these the ones that were put in place to give more protections to the accused? Yeah, well, yes, yes. And like by and now people lose their minds and they talk about uh, protect oh protections for for people accused of rape and sexual assault. No, what it is, is it's ensuring that people are viewed innocent until proven guilty, which is is what it's supposed to be. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's what our system is founded on. And now, I mean, even even for non-sexual assault case, even outside of Title IX and universities, that's not the case. I mean, you know, the fact that people are brought away in handcuffs, right? shows that you know the police are assuming that they're guilty in some countries i saw that on tv they would pixelate out handcuffs around people's hands because that implies that they're guilty <laughs> which it does nothing because people figure okay you know they're in handcuffs but yeah. at least it's something former vp who fa- uh, so biden who faces sexual assault allegations by his former senate secretary reed promised wednesday to reverse secretary of education betsy devos's title nine protections for those accused of sexual assault on college campuses the protections are the trump administration's effort to quote shame and silence sexual assault victims biden added <laughs> in a statement and so now people might be saying oh why is he doing this now what does that have to do because and there is a there is a, a, a culture and you know i i've I, I lived on campus for two years uh here at kegstan college there is a culture of fear when it comes to uh, allegations like that because some if there's been place like i know mattress if people remember mattress girl and via duke lacrosse case where all that's be a, a, a woman would accuse someone of sexual assault and before there's an investigation even the colleges would you know in, in some mm. cases the college would just just kick them out and even if not people would make the the accused lives miserable and it's unfortunate because there are actual sexual assaults that go on and they're less like you know for some people would believe them less just because there's so many uh i guess like false flags uh, yeah i guess that's what it is a, a false flag and staged events um Quote, this Title IX rule explicitly protects survivors and restore due process for all students. The um, press secretary for the Department of Education, uh, Angela Morabito, said the previous administrations allowed students to treat accused students as, quote, uh, excuse me, allowed Schools. schools to treat accused students as, quote, guilty until proven innocent. The rule lets colleges, quote, off a hook for protecting students by allowing colleges to investigate in a, quote, in a way that dissuades survivors from coming forward. Biden said Wednesday. Well, whatever happened to being allowed to face your accuser, right? And that- yeah, well, the colleges are all backwards with a lot of this stuff, right? Like they, uh, it's not just accuse uh, accusations of uh, of rape. It's just all over the map. They essentially have a private agreement with all the students there. So it's like, it, yeah, if you go to a college, they can search your room anytime they want to. Uh, if they stop you walking around, you know, if, if you're just walking from one point to another on the campus and they say, stop, we need to search you, then you have to you have to allow it to happen. You don't have any rights on these college campuses. And that's that's part of this whole process. So I support anything that restores a semblance of rights to college campuses. 
Uh, yeah, I, I agree, and I mean, I think it's like for for like pro, like totally private institutions. Although I, I don't think there's really like totally 100 percent private institutions left that don't Not accept really. government money. There's my, maybe like one or two. I think I've heard Hillsdale doesn't take government money. Um, yeah, I've ne- heard. Ne- never heard of it. So, um, yeah, and then the rest is just you know, re- reca- rehashing it. So, I mean, does it's like does Biden have zero? Well, excuse me, does his handlers right? Do they have zero self awareness? Right, talking about. I mean, maybe they think that. This will make him look good uh, by saying, "Oh, he's you know, going up against a rapist." Well, well yeah, yeah. I mean, or which accused. means he's not one. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, it's right. It's, yeah, well, I mean, there's you know, people are accusation, and he's trying to get the accusations to be uh, swept under the rug. Uh, actually, right. you know, hashtag always believe women unless they're accusing Joe Biden. Exactly. Yeah, unless they're uh, you know in, in, in interfering with dem- with dem- a Democrat candidate or someone, and then yeah, same thing with Hillary Clinton, who would shame the uh, her husband's alleged victims. See, um, the, what the the schools don't understand and they don't care about because all they care about is their image is. The old adage of, I'd rather see a hundred guilty men go free than one innocent man go to prison. And that's one, one of the supposed you know, concepts behind the American system that does protect the accused. It's supposed to protect the accused, innocent until proven guilty. Now it's backwards. Is the idea. They've reversed that in these colleges, which means that there will be innocent people who are punished for things they didn't do. In order so the college looks like it's helping the victims. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just have a, uh, a little bit of good news. I mean, I consider it good news. This is from Reuters. Exclusive Trump administration drafting Artemis Accords pact for moon mining. So, Ian, we're going back to the moon, right? Where we might be entering Woo! a uh, depression, but where this, will, this is what saves us, right? Yeah, we got to, this is what will fund all of our Trump bucks, right? By going to the moon. The Trump administration is drafting a legal blueprint for mining on the moon under a new U.S. sponsored international agreement called the Artemis Accords. People familiar with a proposed pact told Reuters. And now, um, do you ever see the movie Moon with, uh, I think it was Sam Rockwell? That was Did a, not. That, that, was a, that was a good one. It was directed by, um, what's it called, uh, uh, David Bowie's son. And that, that was a pretty good one. And uh, they're mining helium-3, which mm-hmm. could be used for um, fusion power, right? Which is better than nuclear power and stuff. So, I mean, I think this is good news, right? You know, we're thinking beyond our petty squabbles on Earth, looking to expanding the economy to the moon. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in. It's Free Talk Live, and we will be back tomorrow 7 p.m eastern hello i'm mike lindell the inventor of my pillow and like all of you out there i had problems sleeping pillows would go flat i would flip-flop all night long i would wake up with a sore neck maybe a headache or feel like i needed a nap even though i slept eight hours when i invented my pillow i wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual regardless of sleep position my pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer it's not about how much time we spend in bed it's about how much of that quality sleep we get i do all of my own manufacturing right here in the united states i have a 10-year warranty you can wash and dry my pillow and i give you a 60-day money back guarantee so you have nothing to lose and here's mike's best offer ever my pillow is now offering 50 percent off their four-pack special plus free shipping go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-5617 and use promo code ftl that's 50 percent off plus free shipping don't delay order now This is a Corona Crisis Self-Reliance Alert. If you're worried about the power grid in the current crisis and want to generate your own supply of off-the-grid electrical power just in case, pay close attention. Here's why. 
a limited supply of solar backup generators will be available again in the next two weeks. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving electrical backup power when you get off the grid. And unlike gas generators, these solar generators run quietly, emit no fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Dangerous weather, social unrest, or overloaded grids this summer will not be a problem if you go to mysolarbackup.com and get your solar backup generator. We regret that supplies are limited and only available on a first-come, first-served basis. Check availability at mysolarbackup.com. Never suffer painful power outages again. Go to mysolarbackup.com. That's mysolarbackup.com.